You may be seated. A couple of years back, I was walking through a local park area when I see these very angry looking people walking around with these big dark crosses that say, are you ready? You probably know the type. Sulking about proclaiming the word of God by just yelling at anyone who passes by that they're a sinner. And they give little kids these cards on Halloween, detailing to them exactly how they're going to hell instead of passing out candy. Because, you know, that's what Jesus would do. But I see them, and I'm trying to slide by because I don't have time for a debate on morals today. When I see this Mormon boy go up to them with just the widest eyes you've ever seen on a teenager and ask, why are you saying all this? Don't you have enough faith to believe that God loves us all? Well, that really set them off. They snapped back with, we believe that you should fear God because he is so mighty he could strike you down where you stand if it pleases him. Now, they can worship their God and I'll follow mine, but doesn't that sound awful? To go through life honestly believing that everything you do is wrong in God's eyes, as if God is some temperamental child who will knock down and destroy his own Lego castle if you play with it the wrong way. John says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. That sounds more like the kind of God I grew up with. A God who believes that we should all love each other so perfectly that we have no fear in our hearts. A God who wants us to spread his message through love and care rather than through anger and fear. Some people in this world have just so much love in their hearts that you can see it shining out of them with everything they do. One such person is Chinggis, our Turkish guide on our pilgrimage two years ago. He watched after us. He told us stories. He snuck meat from breakfast to give to all the stray animals in our path. He gave me hot lemon water when I was sick. And every morning, he greeted us with a cheerful, Good Iden. <clears throat> uh, Chinggis embodies the, the love that John speaks of. He, although he may not have been a religious man, he was far more, uh, he was such a wonderful part in, our whole, in my holy journey in Turkey as I'm sure he was for everyone else who traveled with me and every other group he works with. And to me, he is more holy than all of those are you ready people put together. I believe that growing up in All Saints has given me the ability to see this love of God that other churches may just pass right on over. Ever since I was a child, everyone I've known here has just surrounded me with so much love and care that I wonder how could anyone not want to believe in an all-loving God? I live in Covington, which is about 45 minutes down I-20, with no traffic. <laughs> when I tell people that I go to church in Atlanta, their first question is always something along the lines of, why do you go that far for church? Or, why don't you just go to the Episcopal Church in Covington? And the answer is always just, because All Saints is my church. I would not be the person I am today if I didn't know the love that bursts out every time Miss Kimmel takes a picture of a choir kid, or the true joy that radiates every time Alvin winks and blows a kiss at you. This is All Saints, 
and it's my church. It doesn't teach me unwarranted hate. It doesn't teach me to fear my every move or doubt that I am loved because I know I am. I am loved, and that is the biggest thing all saints could ever help teach me. morning. I'll try to follow that up. Uh, <laughs> from my early childhood, I, uh, from my early childhood all the way up to middle school, I uh, attended a Baptist church. I know most of y'all want to boo me right now. <laughs> I promise it gets better. Uh, at this Baptist church, I took part in a Christian leadership organization called uh, Boys to Men, which, by the way, wasn't my choice, uh, but I grew to like it. One of the main undertakings of this group was memorizing Bible verses. Every middle schooler's favorite thing to do. <laughs> One of the verses we had to uh, memorize was John 15:5, which is part of our gospel today. In this verse, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them, and I in them will bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. As a young middle schooler, I didn't comprehend what Jesus was talking about here. This wasn't like John 3.16, every, uh, every, the go-to verse of uh, all Sunday school teachers. Uh, it was more than just believing in Jesus and getting to live forever. Just believing didn't, uh, didn't cut it. it needed, I needed to abide in him. What does that even mean, I thought to myself. So many questions filled my head, but none of them came out. I didn't think much of it after I received I didn't think much of it after I received my two or three pieces of candy for reciting in front of the class. <laughs> Fast forward to high school. I'm sad to say that at this point, all interest in reading the Bible, memorizing verses, and even being a Christian were, were buried under all the complications and laziness of high school. The only thing that kept me from cuddling with my bed on Sunday mornings was the efforts of two of the most persistent ladies I know, Miss Patty and Miss Beth a.k.a. my second and third mom. Uh, Y'all can decide who's second and who's third. <laughs> they just didn't save me from my bed. They brought me to an amazing place we call All Saints. Every time I come here, I feel God working and see him working through the many different areas of the church. As Jesus said in today's gospel, branches cannot bear fruit by themselves. They need the vine. And in my opinion, there is no better place to grow in Christ than at All Saints. As I look back on my days of reciting verses, I now understand that we weren't memorizing Bible verses just for candy. The hope was that we would be able to use those verses to grow in Jesus and bear fruit to share with the rest of the world. I don't know what Patty and Beth saw in me, but I'm glad they kept pushing me to come. And I wanna say that, and I wanna say thank you and I love y'all. Uh, so let us push our brothers and sisters to abide in Jesus so they too can produce fruit and not be thrown into the fire and burn. We don't know what the future holds for us, but what we do know is that if we remain in Christ as he remained in us, we will bear much fruit, but apart from him, we can do nothing. Amen. Amen.